At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing rookies and more namely, the uh, most surprising rookies here, Sam. Which guys have really surprised us here through five weeks? You wrote the rookie breakdown for all 32 first-rounders. There are some first-rounders who have been surprising, so I'll let you start. Who's surprising you most among the rookies here through five weeks? Yeah, I'm not going to go with a first-rounder, though. Um, I think the deeper into the draft you go, the more surprises you get. And I think JOK being as impactful as he is, as he has been, Jeremiah Wusukaramoa, the Browns' second-round pick, um, linebacker, he's the guy the NFL has been searching for for the last decade, right? Whether it's Jalen Smith, whether it's Isaiah Simmons, like the league has been trying to find these freakish athlete linebackers that have coverage skills, that can line up in the slot, that can move all over the formation and just play at a million miles an hour. And they haven't really been working out that well. But JOK comes in and looks like that guy immediately. Like, he is just playing so fast, so decisive, and is making plays because of it. I've been so impressed by the fact that he's hit the ground running, while every other one of these linebackers, even the ones that have turned out really good, like Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in the NFL, took him, you know, a couple of years to get up to speed. Um, Even those guys, it's taken them a while. JOK looks amazing right off the bat. And Fred Warner was the good proxy for JOK because they both played that overhang, you know, you're lined up over the slot type of role in college. And that was one of those things, you know, he never, JOK at Notre Dame never had to actually make linebacker reads, really. Like he just didn't see the game from the same place where a linebacker plays in the NFL, which is why it made sense for him to start off slow, right? To work his way in. We saw Isaiah Simmons attacked in his first game in the NFL and he was the guy who could do it all and you know clearly needed some time to just settle in as a linebacker but uh, you mentioned it JOK playing fast playing with decisiveness uh you don't always see that speed play uh, but it has for him so I'm a man I'm with you on him uh when we were talking about topics for today though the 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 relevant one from this weekend for me was Kadarius Tony with the New York Giants and I know, you, know, you get the uh, smug smirk already. Like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm not surprised. I love Kadarius Tony this whole time. Uh, remember the training camp buzz? Remember we're sitting here in the summer and it's like, hey, we're going to do a show every day. Let's talk about training camp buzz. Sometimes it's real. One of the things that happened in training camp was like, Kadarius Tony hasn't, uh, hasn't caught a pass, right? He's not doing anything in training camp. And usually that's a bad sign for a receiver, right? It's like, okay, we'll see him next year. But all of a sudden, he just breaks out this last weekend. He was incredible. So explain to everybody why you're not surprised. 
with Kadarius Tony and how awesome he is because I'm a little surprised he was as dominant last week as he was. Well, I, there is a surprising element to that game, which is like he was going up and dominating at the catch point. Like he was mossing people. He was winning contested catches deep down the field. That's an element of his game, I think, that's new or right. that is a, is a sort of um, untapped thing or something that I wasn't necessarily expecting to be a big part of his game. But I do think that he was like he got a lot of criticism at draft time in terms of how limited he would be as an NFL receiver, which I never quite understood like obviously when the ball is in his hands the guy is just freakish and dynamic and moves in a unique way that that people don't, can't deal with like there was a play against Dallas this week where he catches the pass and then kind of immediately reverses like just backs up and two guys go flying past him because they're looking for him to you know spin around or make a different move like he 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 moves in a rare way that other people don't and just does that instinctively and you know, when I first looked at him, my initial thought was, this is Dante Hall, the human joystick, but six foot plus, you know? And that, yeah. that was the same comp that Mike Renner had in the PFF draft guide as well. So you see that skill with the ball in his hands, but also, like, he's a, he's in a good route runner because of it. Like, it's not conventional. It, it It's a little bit like I saw, um, I can't remember who it was, Brett Coleman maybe referred to him as having a little bit of Stevie Johnson in there in terms of... He's going to get open, but it's not necessarily the same way everybody else is. And it might be a little bit weird and unconventional and, you know, off the script, but it will get him open. And we saw that against Dallas as well. Like he left Trevon Diggs a couple of times. Um, but being able to put all that together, I thought when you watched his college tape, you saw this insane progression from a guy who didn't really have any idea what he was doing at the start of the year to somebody that was running some pretty sophisticated routes and sitting in the right places and playing wide receiver well by the end of the season so using that kind of path I expected him to be pretty good yeah I, I think maybe I was thinking too much about the fact that he was he's a former quarterback was last year was his first real year pr uh, producing as a receiver at Florida he went from a gimmick player change of pace type of guy to one of their key receivers along with Kyle Pitts so I assumed especially in a deep Giants receiving core all right, he doesn't have to do a whole lot in year one, but all of a sudden, last week it was 10 catches for 189. You mentioned he caught all three of his contested catches. He forced three missed tackles after the catch. So that's incredible, man. When you add that to Kenny Galladay, to Darius Slayton, to Sterling Shepard, and what the Giants, the great John Ross, what the Giants have there, a receiver, if, man, if they can continue to protect a little bit better, it's got a chance to be a really explosive offense. So Tony is a big surprise for me. We'll get into some more of the other surprises, but don't forget, another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 zero zero tie in the NFL was in 1943, so obviously this one is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and you win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer restrictions, apply see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Any other big uh, rookie surprises for you, Sam, here through five weeks? Yeah, Trey Smith, um, sixth rounder for the Kansas City Chiefs, is 
like this is a guy that slipped in the draft because of a medical issue, right? There's it's sort of widely accepted he was a much better talent than a sixth rounder. A lot of people are saying first rounder. I, it's always hard to know, right? If you take the injury off the table, exactly how high he would go. There was a but point he, where he was a first, like after his freshman year, it was like, okay, here's a future first rounder. He crushes people. Right. But that, it's always a little bit sketchy when you're working off, you know, that kind of early in the process. Who knows where you actually would have ended up if it had had a chance to play out and, and all those kinds of things. But whatever, let's, let's say he's a first round talent. He's playing like that right now. He's allowed eight total pressures in five games. If you go to PFF, uh, premium stats. You can see that. What's our promo code, Steve? For oh, NF- NFL off? pod. Yeah. So every time we there mention these stats and grades, you're like, Hey, I want those NFL pod, NFL pod gets you a 25% off over at PFF.com. So eight total pressures in five games, starting at right guard for the chiefs since day one. Um, and like they did their due diligence on his, on his medical is- issue. He was on a, uh, medication that was going to mean he could only practice like one day a week and obviously, a lot of teams just didn't want any part of that. The Chiefs dug into it. Now he's not on that medication, and he's thriving. Can we add Creed Humphrey to the mix then? If we're talking Chiefs sure. rookie offensive lineman, Creed Humphrey, they pick him up in the second round. It was the offseason of offensive line overhaul in Kansas City. Creed Humphrey's the highest-graded center right now five weeks into action. It's another position center, Sam. Like, you're not supposed to just step in and be that good at center, but a 91.7 run-blocking grade for Creed Humphrey, he is absolutely yeah, run blocking. Isn't all about mauling people, but he's creating with power, uh, creating running lanes with power and with quickness. He gets to the second level, flies up there, gets to linebackers, but also you get him with a Trey Smith on a double team up front. They're making, you know, they're making guys, they're moving guys off the ball. So um, even though Kansas city's two and three, all of a sudden they're one of the best run blocking teams in the NFL. And that offensive line overhaul for the most part has been good because of these two rookies. Yeah, Creed Humphrey's been fantastic. Like He's been one of the best centers in the NFL, if not the best, over five weeks. You team him with Trey Smith, like that's the strength of that offensive line right now. And the, you know, the trade for Orlando Brown, he's been fine, but like he's being lapped by the, the rookies that are playing their first five games in the NFL. One last guy that I'm a little bit surprised has been not a big factor at all is De'Ami Brown in Washington. Like you thought... Given the way Fitzpatrick plays the game and, you know, Taylor Heineke plays the game the same way, those guys live for a receiver to just give that guy a shot. And so far, they've been doing that, but all the shots they've been giving have been going to Terry McLaurin. Like, they haven't yet tapped into the idea that De'Ami Brown can do similar kinds of things if you give him those opportunities. I thought he would have sort of carved himself out that second receiver role in that offense, and he really hasn't yet. The final surprise for me is the rookie quarterbacks. If I could just lump them all in, or at least Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, I thought they'd be a little better at this point. I'm not Lawrence has to be the big one, right? Yeah, like I... whatever you th- whatever about the other guys, I think there was always a lot more variance potential for those guys. But Lawrence was billed from day one as this generational, the best quarterback since Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway, whatever it is. And he's not been good. I expected some luck. You know, if you go back to my predictions, I, I predicted he'd grade in the 70s. You know, luck, luck-like. You know, have some good, have some ugly. But it, there's been too much ugly in there for Trevor Lawrence and just not enough good. Still on the upswing, but to this point, a little disappointing. So, you know, hashtag let us know. What do you think? Who are the most surprising rookies for you? Because uh, you can go find out what we think. All of our grades and stats over at 
pff.com, premium stats. Get your 25% off using the promo code NFLPOD. It's PFF NFL Daily.